This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Josh Chernoff, host of Fight TV's So Says Chernoff, co-host of the Mind of the Meanie podcast and your Retromania ring announcer. You are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. This week, we get a gameplay rundown on the upcoming Marvel Midnight Suns game. I double down on my debate about games getting major awards thanks to Ghost of Tsushima. Horizon Forbidden West is forbidding gamers to acquire both versions of the game. And in our final stage, I review No More Heroes 3. All this and more as ACMG presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extras. Select start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. everybody and welcome back to another game filled episode of select start i am your host xavier josiah just a tiny bit pissed off a bit like seriously i almost didn't do this show today because you know if you guys remember i got some work being done in my office here i got contractors that are supposed to be coming in and it's one of those situations i'm sure a lot of you listening have gone through this where um you, you know especially I, I you know we rent we don't own so we got we rely on our builder manager to take care of things and they hire these i won't get too deep into it but they hire you know outside third party contractors uh to do these things and you know you play russian roulette when you 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 know acquire certain uh contractors to come in and do work for you unfortunately in this case this is one of those situations where the contractors that they hire aren't as diligent as you would like to be and to do a a job that they are they claim that is a quick job to do they're taking their time to do it so they're missing times their schedules that are not being met deadlines that are not being met and it's becoming a thing and this is not this is nothing new this is constantly happening my question is why is this still happening okay and then even furthermore why am i talking to somebody who i can't communicate with in a sense you know to give me a thorough understanding of what they're doing and what and what's going on and then all of a sudden they no show so you know i say that real quick to say like if you have it in your power even if you're renting or owning a house please please make sure when you hire people that you hire people that you can absolutely communicate with who could be able to tell you everything that's going on on the fly if you cannot that is not the person that you need to hire and that is not the person that you should rely on as well i'm living proof of this i'm sure many other who are listening have also gone through this as well just take a lesson like just because they're cheaper doesn't mean they're better and i'm not a person that believes in going cheap I believe in getting what you pay for and you you definitely get what you pay for a lot of times um when it comes to anything that requires quality so 
I'll just leave it at that. But we got some news to talk about this week. Nothing really big. It's a light week. Pretty much we got some things to talk about, but I'm looking forward to talking about No More Heroes 3. It finally came out. Soda 51. Uh, Goichi-san has actually brought this game out. This is the final installment of the No More Heroes saga, and it ends very interesting, I should say. Um, so we'll talk about that in our final stage, but this is our beginning stage right now. This is stage one. So let's start right here. And we're going to start with the my thoughts on the Marvel Midnight Suns playthrough that uh, has been uh, released by 2K Games. Uh, and I got to say, I was a little weary because you guys know my feelings about 2K. They have let me down more times than they, you know, in, in the last recent years than they have, you know, really impressed me. And, and I'm talking not just in terms of their game development, but also their customer service as well. So when I saw that a new Marvel game was being put together by 2K Games or published by 2K Games, I had my reserves. But then as I gone as I gone along, find out that it's behind the, the, the people who brought us the awesome strategy based combat known as XCOM is behind this. And this is pretty much an XCOM game with with Marvel dressing all on it, all over it and just covered all over it. I'm down with this. And uh, after watching this playthrough and, and and honestly, I was intrigued by the the uh, the trailer, the actual sneak peek trailer that they did. And I, I got to say, it did intrigue me because they used uh, a different variation of uh, Metallica's uh, Sandman, which was awesome. And I'm like, OK, they putting a lot, they put a nice little spin on this. And then as we're going along, we're learning more about it. I'm becoming more and more intrigued. So I want to talk about all that I've witnessed and discussed on this one and, um, you know, give you my thoughts on everything that I've learned here. So the game focuses on the darker side of, Mar of the Marvel Universe, uh, pretty much like the Marvel Knight sagas, you know, the mystic the daredevils, the Doctor Strange and all this stuff. Uh, for those who are not comic book fans, th there's a kind of a darker realm of the Marvel Universe that usually involves supernatural and spectral, uh, you know, adventures, if you will, usually involves Blade, uh, you know, who's a vampire hunter. Everybody knows who Blade is. Um, Ghost Rider, Doctor Strange, you know, stuff like that. So we'll be seeing a lot of that in here. And this is where everything focus, where we'll probably most likely see Mephisto, Bear Mordu, um, Dormammu, stuff like that. But there's an actual new enemy in the mist in here that's causing a lot of hell. Uh, again, I, like I said, this is using the strategy based combat system known uh, famously from the XCOM series. So the biggest takeaway for the game for me, which is absolutely awesome here, this is right up my alley is your ability to create your own character complete with their own set of customizable powers and abilities. And I can't recall any other Marvel game that has allowed you to do this. Now, granted, this isn't an action game and this would have been awesome if this was an action game and allowed you to do that. But the fact that still, this is a game that's going to allow you to create your own character. And, and from what I saw in the actual footage, the creative suite looks sort of kind of deep. So I'm really digging what's going on with this and how they're doing this. I'm excited. I'm very much excited about that aspect. Uh, Marvel, the Marvel heroes come together uh, for to face 
an ancient threat looking to end the world. Um, the story revolves around Hydra reviving the, uh, Lilith, which is also known as the mother of demons, who awakens after centuries of sleep. Lilith is set to fulfill the prophecy of the Midnight Sun uh, and bring back her master, Cathor, uh, what is it, Cathor? Uh, Cathong, actually, that's what it was. Um, it is his master, Cathong, which is sounds like it's an even bigger threat than Lilith here. So it's it's layers. It's Hydra looking out for Lilith, Lilith looking after Cathong here. And Cathong pretty much is just going to destroy the planet. That's how this is going to go. Uh, so she has the ability to create, and Lilith has the ability to create uh, demons known as Lilin. I, let me repronounce that again. Lilin. Yeah, and it sounds it's you know saying it off the tongue is really kind of crazy but i had to re i had to rewind it like three times to make sure i got the pronunciation of that well, like it's it, it are the are they also called lilith or are they little it's it's pretty much lilin i'm i'm assuming that it's spelled l-i-l-e-n or a-n possibly i could be totally wrong on that but that's the way it sounds like it is it came off so to combat the threat of Lilith, Doctor Strange and the Avengers summon a dark power of their own known as the Hunter, which is actually the character you create in play as, who is for who is just happened to be the forsaken child of Lilith and the one who actually has the ability to stop her and has stopped her uh, long ago. So this is the story gets very interesting here. So. Your hero will fight alongside the Marvel Comics superheroes, most uh, popular characters, uh, and team up team ups with with the likes of uh, Doctor Strange, uh, the Avengers, X Men, the Runaways makes their. I believe this may be the first time the Runaways have ever made an appearance, uh, if not anything, as a group in a video game. I it could be wrong, but I don't recall seeing the Runaways ever in a video game. So this is a really cool thing. Uh, can we get the champions in there too? But then again, the runaways actually makes more sense than the champions because they're in terms of the darker realm situations, the runaways are, you know, they, they have, uh, people who do magic in the group. So that makes more sense for that. Uh, you will be able to develop relationships with characters and, uh, that you interact with to help elevate your battles and, you know, create a stronger bond. Each character has their own set of signature abilities uh, from light attacks, life-saving abilities, and even ultimate finishers with dramatic scenes in there that will take out enemies and deplete or deplete large amounts of health. Um, the game will also provide unique costumes for you to unlock and purchase, uh, along with skills to upgrade and team-up combo moves, which it's really interesting here because let's talk about the gameplay real quick. The game will allow you to recruit a team of three to fight alongside with you. So in, in hindsight, it's four people. It's a four man team or woman team, uh, whatever you choose. You will be given or four person team, I should say that that's the more politically correct way of saying a four person team. Um, you will be given a random selection of uh, hero skill cards that will provide you with ways to defeat your opponent in a tactical way. Now, take note, this card battle system, I don't, they haven't gone too deep in the card battle system, but if anything sounds familiar to this, it sounds, this whole thing sounds an awful lot like the Dragon Ball Hero series, um, which is awesome. If they're playing off of that game, 
that's a great game to play off of. I think if it's like a simple car battle system like they have it, it this is going to be a lot of fun. And it, you mix that in with the XCOM uh, uh, faction on it. That's a good mix. I really like what they're doing here in terms of the combat system uh, and such. You adding a car battle system to it. A lot of the gameplay um, does use, you know, a lot of the games based on the XCOM series, but just now it has a Marvel twist and a car battling, you know, a factor to it. Stages uh, that were announced so far are the Avengers Tower, Doctor Strange uh, Sanctum Sanctorium, uh, New York, and uh, and underground Hydra bases, uh, Sun Beach, uh, des ble Sun Bleach Deserts, I should say, and Hellscape Dimensions. That's just right now i'm pretty sure there are more stages that they'll probably announce or we'll see in the game as well uh heroes will return to battle at the abbey which is a hub where your characters will live among the heroes in this hub uh it is said to be a real-time uh environment allowing you to know what it is like to live with a marvel character and interact with them in ways that you never had before. And they really did do a good job showing exactly what you're going to do here. Um, and I had to think about it first. I'm like, I'm wait, wait, as they're saying this, I'm pretty sure Marvel Ultimate Alliance has some interaction there. And I was thinking Marvel Avengers, but no, not really. It's like people, you do walk up to people and talk with them, but not like intimately and not nowhere near compared to what I saw in this video. Uh, they, they, absolutely did everything that they say they were going to do uh for instance they showed uh, your character having conversations with others in the living room like deep conversations um they also showed another scene another clip with uh you walking in the forest with tony stark or practicing meditation with magic uh developing relationships will grant you even more power and abilities and skills i like this idea it is really good it really i like when game developers make better ways to get you immersed into the world and what better world to be immersed in than a Marvel comic video game or cinematic universe here. So, um, and then you, it, it becomes rewarding to do so. I just talked about that with ghost of Tsushima and how rewarding it is. Like everything you do is rewarding. Everything that you do, whether it's a challenge or whatever, or something just normal, or you got to travel from afar or whatever like that, they will reward you in some way. Like if a golden bird on Ghost of Tsushima wants you to follow him, even though you got to climb up mountains or whatever to get to that point, when you finally get to that point and you feel like it's a, it's a tedious struggle, when you finally get to that point, you see like, oh, you were leading me to a hot springs. You were leading me to a new sword weapon. You really, you know, there's something beneficial about doing all that. And I'm hoping this, this is what it just sounds like it's doing too. Um, so, so much, uh, it's pretty much so much that, um, you will be able to uh, do so much you'll be able to do in this game when it arrives on March uh, 2022 uh, from all major game consoles, including Steam as well. So I look, this game has really drew me in uh, and it's becoming a big deal because even recently, uh, the new Game Informer magazine just came out and lo and behold, on the front cover, is Marvel Midnight Suns and that's saying a lot because I'm sure that uh, people at Game Informer got their hands on it and got exclusivity to it and, and was able to probably even get their hands on it to give uh, give enough to do it for that to be on the front cover. That's saying a lot. And I don't remember. I don't recall 
any game involved with 2K games being on the front cover in the last God knows how long. So uh, this seems very promising. I do want to also note that uh, Marvel Midnight Suns will not have microtransactions. And again, because it is 2K games, you gotta you gotta kind of be skeptical about that because WWE 2K, NBA 2K, and all those other ones had this I, these stupid loot box systems. I cannot stand. Well. This game apparently is they're claiming that this game will not have microtransactions to make gameplay better, but it will provide extra costumes that will be on sale for characters, much like Marvel Avengers does. So I, that's not the worst thing in the world. I mean, and they did claim that some things will be able to be unlocked, but they will be providing extra content. I think they're going on the lines of what Marvel Avengers is doing because whatever they're doing is working. So. I, I really liked it. Um, the, the gameplay looks pretty intriguing. If you ever play XCOM games before, it's a really, really intuitive combat, you know, real-time strategy-based combat system. And if you add the Marvel Cinematic Universe or the Marvel Comics Universe to it, it even makes it better. Because now you're not dealing with soldiers fighting aliens like you would do normally with XCOM. You're playing as and fighting with characters who have awesome powers including yourself so i am digging this i am looking forward to this uh more to come there is today on on, on uh september 7th stay tuned for that you can go on their uh their official facebook page and maybe twitter page to follow up on them because they will be showing some gameplay some some more gameplay uh demonstrations and demos uh involving Sabretooth, who's in the game as well so stay tuned for that and you'll get it even more and we'll probably talk about that next week uh too hopefully everything in this office will be intact and nothing goes wrong so uh let's also speaking of, i mentioned ghost uh shishima we talked about that last week i'm going to double down on this and i'm going to use ghost of shishima as my example as to why i believe games should be considered for major awards when i say major awards i'm talking the golden globes i'm talking the emmys i'm talking yes the oscars because what i played and and here's the reason why i just played the complete i 100 the entire game the, of the main story of ghost of shishima i'm going through the island of icky right now which is really pretty good in addition to that but what I see, if you just watch it as a story, if you go on YouTube, because I'm pretty sure somebody in YouTube just took all the clips together and made it into one movie. If you just look at all the clips alone, from performance to graphics to authenticity, attention to detail, production value, uh, musical scores, there's no way. What I watched, I watched a, I watched a complete and experienced a complete story that I can say, and I believe rivals any Oscar nominated or, you know, awarded movie that we've ever seen. I love Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I, I put that in comparison, which got nominated for an award. I, if I'm right, maybe I, I got to look back. I don't forgot if they, 
they, they were definitely nominated, but did they win? I think they won for something. I think they did one for something that year. But let me tell you, I love that movie. This movie. Oh, I'm sorry. This game to, for me supersedes everything that movie had. Ghost of Tsushima was absolutely fantastic. Dare I say phenomenal. Outstanding, if you will. I mean, I said it last week as a masterpiece and I stand by it. So much show that it absolutely, I don't see why it can't compete with any Oscar nominated movie that's ever come out. The, the, uh, the character Jen Kasama alone is a guy you just absolutely root for in so many ways. Um, the Mongols is just crazy. Koto Khan is, was a great villain and just treacherous and merciless at best. And he played off of Jen Kasama, uh, Sakai really well. And by the end of it, I was so, I was so emotionally attached to this game, to this story. Hell, I was emotionally attached to my horse Kage, rest in peace. Okay, because when that horse died, I nearly, my heart sunk. <laughs> okay, my heart sunk so bad. And apparently I talked about this on our ACMG Facebook group and they also, you like there were people who also was like oh my god this thing took me it really it, it took my soul i looked at this and compared it to my late blooming you know watching my late blooming fandom for uh breaking bad breaking bad is something i waited till the hype went down because everybody was so overly hyped about it and i was like okay i'll watch one episode of breaking bad that first episode that was the equivalent of somebody giving, and I hate to use this reference, but this is how it works in the world. Somebody gives you a, a, a drug that it gets you, it hits you right there. It puts you in a, in a, in a place that you may not have ever been before. And you're intrigued to want to try it again. And that was just a sample. Breaking Bad drew me in so greatly. And I'm sure everybody, a lot of people who are listening, especially in the United States here, who watched that show got drawn right in uh, you know it that great matter really really got you addicted to that show that show was great matter in itself ghost of shishima kind of does the same thing from a gaming standpoint and let me tell you i have not completed a game on full 100 that's it that's like which includes mini missions all that other stuff um you know side missions side stories all that i you know i normally the only time i think the only other times that i have is both spider-man games were the only ones that i really got into doing every single little thing that meant something in that game that completed it on 100 i even think i did marvel avengers 2 the first time around i think i did complete that 100 the first time around um but man i this was just this was something else and i i i, I went off in, in a minute again i'm like i'm kicking myself in the head i'm really sorry i apologize to people who said it was good and i just you know flagged it off this game was outstanding but i think it was just more than what it was meant to be i thought that this game was absolutely like stupendous why isn't games like this being appreciated and acknowledged by major award ceremonies. I had this conversation 
somebody in our acmg facebook group who is an actor but he's an actor and not to downsize him but he's an actor who only plays in playwrights he he does stage i got i know people people who've been on this show who also you know does stage and and, and is a part of that um that guild which is a separate guild from the screen actors guild sag after and all that stuff um they do both they've they they've done stage and they've done voice acting as well and live action acting and when asked the question and i asked amanda c miller for instance because she does both she she does stage acting and she's done she does voice acting primarily and live acting if i'm correct i do believe in our last interview she talked about i gotta i gotta see for sure but i believe she may be in hills the new show that's coming out <laughs> i believe so but um dude it is uh it is it's unreal like why aren't games being considered for major awards and then when you look at the game awards that uh jeff keeling comes out with a lot of the categories do kind of match up with some of the categories that could be considered in the golden globes and the oscars and all that stuff i mean they got the same production they do the same type of thing and techniques and production values and every there's a lot of similarities to that and i'm talking so if you want to get a younger demographic into the into the oscars and the emmys and all the stuff you want the ratings to go up and you want that 18 to uh, the 35 demo what better way to do it than to celebrate another form of art in video games because the hollywood aspect is deeper than ever they're hiring major actors to do these roles now and very and really great quality actors to do these roles it's time for a change and you know the problem with the emmys and the oscars and and the golden globes is that the committees are outdated people who don't understand what is modern day considered modern day art and quality there's all these new mediums that are out now and video games is one of them and I, here's my thing too if we I, I believe if these if the gaming if gaming and game development are acknowledged by these committees I think it will help in making and assuring better quality from games as well. And this is just my theory. This is not concrete. This is just my theory at best. I believe that these games will be considered and 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 pre and, and, and taken as a more quality type of base series. And just it's not saying that it's not now, but you know, when you got all these games who are focusing on microtransactions and all this stuff to, to make their money. And some of them who do that don't exactly focus on, they, they really don't focus on what's going on, on the artistic aspect of this. And it takes away from the artistic aspect. But if you go and it be acknowledged by the Emmys and all this stuff, I think it'll allow somewhat of, uh, there, there will be a little bit more focus and quality. And I know they got to deal with shareholders and all this stuff. And I get that. That's the whole thing. But maybe a lot of that can change if they start being considered in that case. It's, it's a it's a wild theory. I know for some. But why not? I mean, just a few, like almost a decade ago, we weren't even considering or acknowledging movies that were on Netflix, that were exclusive to Netflix or TV shows that were exclusive to Netflix. Like when House of Cards 
was probably one of the first ones to really get acknowledged by the Emmys and the Golden Globes and whatnot. That was something that was not acknowledged prior to. That was alien to most people around the world. And all of a sudden, that's a big thing now. All of these streaming apps are getting just as equal recognition as the other shows because they're shows at the end of the day, their performances, their there's a standard quality of production. The same thing can be with video games at this point. And I don't the, the debate that I had with the uh, with the person and the ACMG Facebook group, like he laid it down, but it wasn't his his understanding wasn't concrete because one, he doesn't involve himself in other aspects of acting. And that's where that situation falls suit that's where you kind of lost if he had if he was an experienced guy or he that was part of sag after and he's done voice acting he he's put on the mocap suits and all that stuff and, you know because how is it any different when steve bloom puts on a motion capture suit as opposed to the people who did like uh or or, or um sean gunn who does rocket raccoon how is it any different how is it any freaking different or i forgot my man's name he plays um he plays caesar on um oh god planet of the apes but he also plays uh ulysses claw on black panther i i forget his name but he plays caesar in planet of the apes and he goes and does it in the motion cap he not only just does the motions he also acts this is a thing this happens all the time there is no different. They're using the same equipment. They're doing the same process. If he did a knockout job, he probably would have got the same award for it as well. I don't see why. And this also gives the opportunity for the Kyle Aberts, for the uh, Stephanie Shays and all them out there to be able to get a chance to really shine on at get a shot at a Golden Globe or Emmy or something like that, because their performances to me are really good, you know, in, in a case like there's there. I, it's it's a shame it's a real shame because you know that the award the award committees and all these award ceremonies claim that they want more people to watch what better way to have them watch the, and, and to reach a younger demographic get into video games because that's the hottest thing going on right now one of the hottest things going on right now so i'll just leave it at that but man shout out to um sucker punch <laughs> probably one of their best games like to date i'll just say to date i won't say ever they did some pretty good games i love their infamous games but i never finished their infamous games like i did with ghost of shishima this is a whole nother level here that they worked on you know kudos to you i would also like to say kudos to the company behind horizon zero dawn but a lot of people will probably you know curse me out for this in reason because sony's horizon west forbidden west is having a bit of an issue right now with uh gamers their ps5 upgrade strategy is uh being in the uh in the conversation of controversy if you will according to ign here's the deal according to ign the upcoming sequel to horizon zero dawn known as forbidden west will provide zero opportunity for ps4 gamers to easily upgrade to ps5 when they are able to acquire the system if you are planning to buy the PS4 version of the upcoming game, you will have no choice of which version you want and you will have to choose. So basically the deal is once you choose, like say if you, if you are, right, if you buy it on a PS4, 
there is no PS5 upgrade like there has been with other games um, that when it, that first arrived. And honestly, I had a hunch this was going to be temporary. So what they're doing is they're making two separate versions or they're separating the two or they're selling it as a bundle. So meaning if you have a PS4 version, you will not be able to play the PS5 version and you will have to buy the PS5 version as if it was a separate game or buy the bundle version that includes both versions, which will be priced at $80. So if you're a real fan of Horizon Zero Dawn and you know, there's a reason to be, you're gonna fork out the 80 bills which to me kind of sucks because we're still at a situation right now called the pandemic. The bigger problem is that there are many PS gamers that still have not had a chance to get their hands on the game due to limited units being available in um, for sale, which is due to the pandemic. That's a big problem. That's a major, major problem. So rather, here's the thing. Here's my theory because Horizon Zero Dawn is directly to Sony. That's a Sony game that's being in development for uh, for PlayStation games. Rather, they know something that we don't, or they're just probably making a worse mistake ever. The idea of them doing this bundle could be a tester to see if people are doing, or it could mean that they are in the process of making more units to be sold and they can absolutely say like, well, we're getting more units out. So now we're getting to the point where we can now do it separately. You don't have, you know, now there's going to be more people with PlayStation five soon, especially down the line during the holiday season. And at this point, you don't need to have the PS4 version. And, and, and in this case, I kind of get it. It sucks, but I do kind of understand this situation because once you, let me tell you, once I have the PS5 version, I don't go and even try to play the PS4 version. The last PR, PR, uh, PS4 game I played that I have on a PS5 was Guilty Gear Strive. And that was, on, that was by mistake. And I noticed, I'm like, why is the loading so long here in this game? And I'm like, oh, this is a PS4 version. So I, you know, transitioned over to PS5, major difference. The thing is, you only do it if you have to. And it, they, I think they basically did it because they knew that they weren't able to get all of the PS5 versions out there. So they won't, they were able to do it. And now I think it may be things have changed things have changed on their situation where they were able to get more units out and they'll be selling more units down the line during the holiday season and when that happens we will most likely have more ps5 units for people and honestly i think that's when it's going to end i think this is just the beginning of the end of that format that you know we're getting the ps5 upgrades and i think like i said they have only done that because of the pandemic I don't think that was something that was intentionally supposed to be a permanent thing in the beginning of it anyway. So do expect possibly more games and more AAA games from Sony to come out and do the same thing. So, uh, you know, don't, don't hold your breath on them changing it unless something happens where they can handle production 
and in fact we don't have it but i think by christmas time there's going to be a lot more people owning the ps5 and get ready we'll just be having ps5 only games from that point on and at the end of the day it's not a big deal it's just the transition of it is going to be a little rough for now so folks that will do it for this segment of the show we're going to take a break come back and go to our final stage and i'm going to review no more heroes 3 we'll do that right after this ladies and gentlemen this is dax xavier josiah the host of acmg presents talk time live the podcast you want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime comics movies and games such as this is miley flanagan the voice of naruto this is stephanie shea the voice of sailor moon this is ruben langdon voice of ken masters and dante from devil may cry hey there this is kyle abear the voice of ryu from street fighter 5 this is chris battle character designer of teen titans go here's your chance to check out all of that and more on TalkTimeLive.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! gentlemen welcome back to the final stage of this program and i am here to review no more heroes 3 i gotta take a little pause for a minute because during the time i was doing the last segment i had some unexpected guests well actually they were expected a little while ago but not at the time not my time not talk time the contractors that were supposed to be here a little bit earlier before the show arrived during my segment and far bid for me to just allow them to come in i had a little session with them briefly but point and i'll kick those bastards right the hell out because no you're not messing with my time no they're not messing with your time and no they're not messing with talk time here when i tell you to have your ass here at a certain time and you say that you're going to be here at a certain time. You best damn believe your ass better be there at a certain time. Because if you interrupt my time, it'll be the last time. I do not handle people messing with my time very well. I'm letting all of you know right now that don't fly with me. If you ever work with me, if you have worked with me, you know. You mess up. Time's up. <laughs> and God bless what happens from that point. So luckily for them, I was lenient, but not that lenient. I say this to say thou shall not with that Xavier and Josiah. Okay. CPT means corporate people time for me. Enough said. I digress, folks. Let's get back into the swing of things. Let's talk about No More Heroes 3. Soda 51. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm going to talk about why I'm thanking him in so many ways and for so many reasons here. This game, this is the most unconventional game ever made. This is like the series. 
I've never played. All right, let me let, let's. I think that's not true. There was a game just as crazy, just as wild called God Hand uh, that Capcom made long ago. And it was just balls to the wall, crazy out of this world wild. Never seen anything like it before until Soda 51 came along and put this together. And <clears throat> let me tell you, folks, I finally got a chance to play the other two. Thanks to him releasing uh, the game for you know, the Nintendo Switch. And boy, am I absolutely happy that I did because I now understand why people dig it. And I had a I had a I had a Nintendo Wii back then. For some reason I just didn't jump on it. Truth be told, I didn't really know much about it. But I finally got a chance to play it and I get why people love the game series and love Travis Touchdown and love everything about it. This this kill bill environment with this wacky storyline and these wacky characters these wacky but violent characters as well and i was hooked i was hooked because of how different this game was in terms of it's cliche but it's not it is routine but it's not which soda 51 created here was a work of art if you ever seen any artist any like canvas artist painting you know artist that uses acrylic oil watercolor whatever you see them on a canvas and they are very expressive with their paints and they're splashing different colors and different hues all on this canvas and everything and it creates some beautiful type of form symmetry asymmetry if you will as well <clears throat> more asymmetry than anything but it creates a balance it creates a feel and that's what I feel like No More Heroes 3 in particular uh, here has done. Um, crazy story, crazy premise, but it all makes sense. It seems nonsensical, but it is not. And I'll use that word again. It, 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 it just does. It is just, when you, if you relate a game to the word in term asymmetrical or asymmetry you gotta put no more heroes to it and asymmetry is it's a imbalancing balance and that's what this thing is it's like this is a game that should not work this is a game that should not make sense and it appears that way but it actually does make sense and it actually beats for a lot of fun this is a game of adult swim epic proportions this is this creativity. This is the same guy who created it. Well, I, he didn't create, let me, let me, let me make that clear. He didn't create, but he was the guy, the, the pivotal guy behind a lot of the fire pro wrestling games that we all love. And especially in terms of stories and everything too. Um, he, he, if everybody knows soda 51 Goichi son, if you will, he is a huge fan of pro wrestling. You'll see that all up in this damn game. Okay. Um, you'll also see a lot of other references in this game too. So let's talk about the story and then I'll go to my pros and cons for this as well. So the story, which is hilarious in a sense, it's, it's really awesome. The story here is an alien named Fu. Take note, Fu is spelled F-U. 
stick with that. An alien named Fu who landed on Earth and was found by a young man, uh, a young boy, actually, or a young man, you could say, named Damon. They began a bonding friendship that lasts for years. Through their adventures together, Damon uh, helped Fu find his way back home. Does that sound familiar to you? Does any of this sound familiar to you? Anybody. Anybody who lived in, who grew up in the 80s. Sounds very familiar. Okay. So, Fu promises that he would return someday. And that he did. In the worst way possible. Fu not only returned, but brought along a group of aliens plotting to take over the planet and destroy everything in its path. The only thing standing in Fu's way is none other than Travis Touchdown, who once again enters the Galactic Superhero Tournament to end the invasion. Okay, what is so awesome about this game and the story of this game is that that is pretty much the premise and the storyline to E.T. Steven Spielberg's E.T. But this is kind of a what if situation because Fu, when he's smaller, he kind of is that E.T. lovable, cute alien character. And he finds a human kid just like Elliot on E.T. You got Damon here. But what if E.T. not only phoned home, went home, he came back, which technically speaking, if you watch the Christmas, it was AT&T or something commercial, whatever they did last year or something or a couple years ago, he did come back, but he didn't do what Fu did. <laughs> what if E.T. came back and tried to invade Earth? That is exactly what Fu did. This whole storyline with Fu was a what if E.T. went rogue and came back and brought an army of people that just went havoc on people. This was brilliant. This was awesome. Never in anybody's mind to think of doing a storyline like this. And it does make you wonder because when we watch E.T. back in the day, you watched them as, okay, there's aliens in the world and they're cute and adorable like this guy. And they're harmless. Fu came back not only look, not looking like the same little cute furry thing that he was, the little triple that he was, he came back with a full body and all that was just his hair. And he had, he looked menacing and by the way, he has like almost like a California type of persona here as well. It's like a West Coast type of uh, persona and his, his, his dialect and everything. Just hilarious. So this is, I love the storyline because it's short, sweet, simple, and clever, which makes it brilliant in my opinion. I loved it. I, I, I don't know if anybody pointed it out, but that is F.U. is none other than E.T love it and they just called him foo so there's a lot of little in you know interplays in here that's just awesome so the pros for this a lot of pros here way a lot of pros a few cons i got but they're i think they're slightly nitpicky on my behalf but let's talk about the pros um this to me no doubt was guichi's aka soda 51 best game to date he and Grasshopper manufacturer, uh, they went all out for this one. And this was supposed to be the last, I believe this is the final uh, No More Heroes game. 
I don't think he's doing another one. As far as I know, I don't believe he's doing another one. But they went all out with this game and created what I consider a canvas splashed with mediums of oil, acrylic, watercolor, and ink to create asymmetry at its best in a most beautiful way. No More Heroes 3 provides a variety of gameplay styles that fans of the franchise have grown accustomed to. An action-packed comedic story that takes aim in reference at, like I said before, E.T. The Marvel Cinematic Universe has been mentioned in here. Uh, Gundam quite a few times. And, spoiler alert people, I hate to do this to you, but spoiler alert, especially for those who've played this game. And a special appearance by an arsenal from Daemon X Machina because of its this game's association and developed by Marvelous Entertainment, who also worked on this game. And along the way, some Easter eggs that you will find throughout the game, including a poster of the characters from Fire Pro uh, Wrestling World, uh, the expansion story, which if you go into the uh, video store, you'll see a poster in there with the two wrestlers in there. And it looks like the two wrestlers that you kind of play as in the uh, story mode of um, Fire Pro Wrestling World. So that's an awesome thing. Uh, the combat system using the Joy-Cons are more fluid, even making the QTE attacks using the analog sticks very fun to play. You also have the possession of the Def Glove this time, which looks like a reference to the NES Power Glove. Keep saying I, I need to, that's one of the things I need to go onto eBay and get. I really want a power glove again. I got to look, I would love to, first of all, what happened to my power glove, my original power glove anyway? I don't even know where the hell that thing is. Um, but the Def Glove is, you know, something that they have now in the game, which uh, when activated will allow you to pull off strategic skills that you can uh, customize using chips you create and equip. The Def Glove also allows you, uh, allows your, uh, I'm sorry, allows you to now transform into a hyper power mech suit during regular and um, major boss battles as well. You get, you actually become two versions. There are two different versions of the power mech suits that you have in here. So it's really awesome. And I, I wonder if it's, if it was designed by Marvelous as well, because they designed they, the people behind, you know, Damon X Machina. There's a, there's some similarities to the designs of that one. As always, Soda 51 provides the ability to pull off wrestling moves um, and grapple moves in the game, uh, which can become uh, available when your opponent gets staggered. The wardrobe for Travis is very significant this time around too, as you, and this is the part where I'm, this is where I get to the thank you part. The, uh, this is absolutely where the thank you part is coming in. Um, when you unlock very familiar, uh, you know, different costumes. You'll see some that are very familiar clothing from the previous game, but one skin, one of the newest skins or one of the newest outfits that you get to wear in this game is possibly, arguably, among the best of them all. And without a doubt, I was a bit shocked in a very good way. During some point of the game, you will unlock an outfit, which includes a hoodie and sandals that says F racism. And you know, of course, F, you know what that means. It's, it's, I'm, I'm being, I'm censoring myself. The outfit does not censor itself or, or, you know, it's not PG in itself in a sense in bold red with a black hoodie. And I, here's here, there's so much significance to this one. He's wearing a hoodie. 
you can trace that back to Trayvon Martin. I don't know if he went that far with it, but it just significantly that there's a hoodie to that. But he also just had F racism on there. Boldly as day on the actual hoodie as well as the sandals as well. Like it's like a, it's cool. It's like a laid back outfit, sweatpants and sweat um, in a sweatshirt with sandals, and he's out there just killing aliens with just just wearing this. It was such an awesome message, a very awesome message indeed. Um, you know, with everything that's going on with Black Lives and everything that's going on with Asian lives, you know, with the Asian community and such, and everything that's going to happen with both our communities. It was awesome that he used this format and his canvas to express that message on air. To that, thank you, Soto51. It's one of the best statements I've seen in a game since Spider-Man Miles Morales when he received the black and yellow suit in front of the Black Lives Matter mural. I would love to see more of this. We're seeing more of this, actually. We're seeing this on this game. We're seeing it on, you know, Insomniac is doing it. Epic Games is doing it with the um, Martin Luther King exhibit that they have in Fortnite. I love this. Please, let's keep this going. Races are gamers too, and they need to see this. <laughs> okay? They need to see this. And it needs to be shoved down their throats. I uh, Definitely. Um, there's also some very memorable moments in the game as well, including uh, Travis doing an insane rap battle on stage during one of his showdowns. Um, another boss battle that um, made fun of um, turn-based RPG games, uh, which led to Travis getting involved in a turn-based RPG. And I love this because as much as I have grown into some turn-based games, he kind of really he kind of really co-signed everything I didn't like about turn-based games. And they make fun of the fact that you're just standing there. You're not moving anything. You're waiting for the guy to hit you and all this. So everything that I have ever complained about turn-based games happened in this thing. And, and even more, the the little skit that they were doing, the spoof that they were doing. Come on. Anybody in their mom knows that that was Fatal, uh, not Fatal Fury, Final Fantasy 7 or any Final Fantasy game because they all do that. It was hilarious. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Um, now, with that said, there are a few cons, but honestly, the cons is just to me a nitpick or just a want at best. I like, for instance, I really wish there were more wrestling moves added um, to the game. He that's something he's never really done. He didn't do it in two. I think he, I think from how you call, he did it in one, where you were able to pick out different wrestling moves to put in or whatever. I wish it was a little bit more customizable for that point. But because all you do in here is like you do um, a German suplex and then you do a uh, I forgot the other one that you do. You do. I, I forgot how you pull off all these other moves, but I haven't found a way to do it. But I wish it was an easier way because I mean, this is the guy who helped put together fi um, Fire Pro Wrestling. Come on. You know damn well there's some better wrestling moves and devastating wrestling moves, especially considering how violent this game is. Doing a Steiner screwdriver will be awesome. And I think I could have sworn that's one of the ones that was on a previous game, but it's been a while since I played. I need to go back and play those again. Um, I would also like to have a collection of swords and weapons like in previous No More Heroes games. Uh, I was very surprised to see that he only had the one sword. 
Now, I did, I did notice that the one sword was a culmination of like sort of kind of all the swords that he's had, but I would have loved to see him have something a little bit bigger, like a majorly big sword or whatever like that or something to that nature. It would have been, it would have been cool. Um, last one is not a nitpick, but it's something I noticed and that's the driving mechanics with Travis's bike, which is not as smooth and enjoyable as it was in the first game. Like, I, I don't know if that was intended because, you know, if you go so fast, he just crashes and just flies off his chair and he just comes back. Maybe it, I, it could have been, but I did like the driving mechanics of, um, of one and how smooth you can just easily turn to every corner or anything. Now, it goes so fast that it's hard for you to really turn the corner without crashing into a palm tree or whatever like that. And of course, this could be made intentionally for comedy. I'm not sure, but again, it doesn't take away from any of the experience I've had, the stories I had, the discoveries that I've seen in this game uh, based upon what has happened with certain characters in the game and what's going on with them now. Travis being married now with kids is really an interesting thing. And um, even more is something more that goes on deeper than that. I won't spoil everything, but it's just it, it's a hilarious, hilarious, awesome game like this is Kill Bill comedy <laughs> in his best. And by the way, graphic wise, gameplay wise, all of it majorly improved from the last two. Uh, this is how you make video games, people. This is this is when video games. This is again, once again, video games become art. This is not about trying to get um, money, more money than you you got for it. Like Soda 51 is truly an artist. You know, he's not trying to microtransaction you. It's not, you know, that and Ghost of Tsushima, man. I love these games because that's the way games were intended to be enjoyed and not to be drained out of pocket. This guy is awesome. He's always been awesome. And he's also legend as well. So overall, folks, this No More Heroes 3 is an epic and wild joy ride filled with filled uh, with from start to finish. Just all out action that gives you everything and more. No More Heroes 3 continues to achieve Sprezzatura, which for those of you who don't know, Sprezzatura is the art of making something hard look easy. <laughs> Nobody can achieve that better than Soda51. Once again, he manages to create something that in all, by all counts, and I think in, in the hands of anybody else, this should not work. Like. This looks like a Tommy Wiseau type of situation, but it is not a Tommy Wiseau type of situation. Everything in it looks crazy, but it makes all the sense in the world. It is just absolutely fantastic. Like, I feel like this was what Tommy Wiseau wanted to make, but it just didn't come out this way. He was trying to be different and eccentric and, and, and just like abstract with his movie making. It just didn't turn out that way. He needed to listen to, he needed to watch Soda 51. Whatever this dude did and is doing, learn from him. Pending that Tommy Wiseau still doing things and making, doing whatever. I don't even know what that guy's doing these days. But by all accounts, man, this really, this should not have worked or make sense. This feels like it, it's like it's going everywhere, but it's not. It, it may seem like it's nonsensical if you really just take your mind off and don't pay attention to things. It is not nonsensical. It, it makes all the sense in the world. He didn't just create a game. He created art on canvas, like I said before, 
with a collage of colors and expressive and expressing different emotions and experiences. And that's what I got it is. Hence why, if you're an ACMG group, if you notice the banner this month for September is dedicated to Travis and it has me going everywhere with brush strokes of different colors as the banner and everything, because that's my dedication and tribute to this game and what I felt about this game. So if you haven't seen it, go into the ACMG group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash ACMG one must be 18 or older with a legit account, not a burner account or anything. But even if you don't join, you can still see the banner there. So it is awesome. This game is awesome. And without a doubt, I give this a solid A. Kudos to Soda51. If this is his final one, he went out with a bang. Folks, that will do it for this edition. And thank goodness I got through this. <laughs> of, talk, of Talk Time Live Extra Select Start. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Next week, Sonic Colors Ultimate will be reviewed. I have that. It should be unlocked right now. Um, so I'll be playing that and uh, going, getting back to you next week. Tonight, I am going to the movies to see my review of Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. This, thing, this, this movie's finally out. Uh, now, granted, you know, we had uh, Hurricane Ida here in Philadelphia, and thank goodness it looks like um, the theater that I'm going to didn't get hit. So I should we should still be able to go and attend and have fun and enjoy this movie. Um, hopefully everybody is safe where you are from this. It it, it was amazing uh, here in the Schuylkill and everything, just water. And you guys saw, the you know, the deal in New York and stuff like that you know if, hopefully you guys are safe where you are and um please you know make sure that everybody's safe around here i did was no joke <laughs> for anybody at all um but i will be checking this movie out and i will report back on sunday's show um in a more calmer fashion yeah so i will be doing that as well and of course we're going to talk about this week's episode of what if starring or featuring Benedict Cumberbatch returning and reprising his role as Doctor Strange in a really dark and deep episode again. So we'll do that plus any news that we get from there. So folks, that will do it for me on behalf of myself. This is Dak Xavier saying learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Top Live. I am out of here. Take care. Be safe, everybody. Have a great day. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.